to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Hey, this is Lee Balkum, and this is the wrap-up of the Thriving Body uh, series of Thrivology. We've been talking for several weeks, and we've covered lots of different areas. We started out by talking about how you fuel your system, how you, you put the nutrients in that you need, how to make sure that you're optimally uh, nourishing your system. Then we talked about how you want to move your body. How do you want to exercise to make sure that you're getting an optimal response to that? We follow that up with how you spend some time resting, how you make sure you're getting the sleep you need, the rejuvenation you need so that your body has a chance to rebuild and get to a better place. And then we talked about how to de-stress, how to deal with the fact that life throws lots of stuff your way and that can lead to a lot of wear and tear on your body if you don't know how to understand it, how to frame the stress, understand where that really comes from, and then how to de-stress your body more naturally than a lot of people do. So we've covered lots of ground in this series. If you missed some of those pieces, please go back, make sure you attend to them. But I want to do kind of a wrap-up of of where we've been and and some points that you might want to judge to make sure that you you think about. One is the fact that we live in a culture that really lives in the extremes of how we deal with our health. On the one hand, we have the greatest health care we've ever had in, in our history. And yet, on the other hand, we're making more access to that because we have to. We've done so many things to mistreat our bodies, hoping that some pills, some medication, some treatment, something is going to get us to a better place. In a lot of ways, what we're doing is throwing a lot of stuff at our body and hoping that science will somehow take care of it rather than starting with the fact that our body has its natural healing capacities. Now, there are limits to that, and we've got to abide by those limits because sometimes we push it too far. I've told the story many times about how I pushed mine too far and almost lost my life. I certainly lost my health for almost a good year, but almost cost me more than that. I was very fortunate. Some people get to the place where the the scale tips too far, and it's not a matter of, of fault as much as it's a matter of fact that the resources aren't there for the body to heal. We also live in a culture that lives in this extreme of body shaming and body ignoring. On the one hand, you hear all the comments and see all the comments of people. You know, my wife and I went to see a movie, Tarzan, just last week, and she was telling me how she was watching the responses for people, some who thought that uh, the actor in that had gotten too thin and others who thought he wasn't bulked enough and others who thought he just didn't look the part. And I was sitting there thinking, wow, all of this about a character, right, that this actor was playing – And we do that body shaming all the time. You see it on social media that somebody posts a picture and somebody's going to critique their body. Um, I've talked with people who are on uh, news programs who are all they're doing is reporting the news. And they talk about how many people write in to criticize them, whether they're too too thin or too fat or their hair is wrong or or something is uh, up with their body. We spend all this time body shaming. And we body shame ourselves. In fact, I would, uh, I would say that a lot of what comes out of us in that body shaming is really because we live in our own shadow of being ashamed of our own body. And then at the other end is the body ignoring, where people act as if it doesn't matter how they take care of their body, that somehow they're going to push through and somehow how their body is doing has nothing to do with their life. I think the truth is there's somewhere in the middle that what we're really talking about here is how to have a healthy body 
and a thriving body, not what it looks like necessarily, but how you bring that health and that thriving to it. I believe that there are many shapes to our bodies and, and many sizes to our bodies that are just naturally there. The question is, do we do the best we can with the resources that are there? There are limits to what can happen with a the body. There are just some major limits that are based on genetics and epigenetics or what triggers the genetic and what I would refer to as the metagenetics of how we talk to ourselves and tell ourselves these stories that all contribute to what's, what's kind of our baseline. And then we have to decide what we're going to do with that baseline. Some of us have limitations, physical limitations. Do we still take our body as far as our body can be in optimal thriving based on those limitations? Some of us have other limitations. Do we also take those bodies as far as we can? And so this, as, as we've been talking, this is about having a healthy, thriving body. It is my belief now, after mistreating my body, that my body has to take me through whatever life I want to get through. So if I want to have a thriving life that's engaged with other people, that's engaged with family, that's engaged with community, that's engaged with the world, my body's got to be able to take me there. It's the vehicle for my soul, my spirit to get out to wherever I want to be. If I'm not feeling well, I'm not going to be able to contribute to the, to the world. If I'm not healthy, I'm not going to be able to give back the way I want to. So that's what we're looking for here. That's That's been our goal all along through this series is how do you take what you have and do the best you can to give it the fuel it needs and to exercise it and build up those muscles and keep them where they need to be as much as possible and how to make sure you're getting the rest given the fact that there are lots of times when it's just not possible. And, and let me just say, I am not looking for perfection when I am dealing with my own body. There are times when I'm not going to eat the best. Uh, maybe uh, it's a special event and I just eat some too rich food or uh, maybe something else is going on and I can't get to the food I need. That's okay. That's just part of the nature. I, I remember reading about Laird Hamilton who talks about the fact that he does not want to create a high uh, efficiency vehicle that only requires the best high test fuel, that he's not wanting to be that, um, that, that really uh, powerful Formula uh, One race car that only can take the purest of fuel. He wants a body that can take what he throws at it. That said, Laird Hamilton also spends lots of his time eating well and exercising and making sure that he's doing everything he can. It's just that we're not looking for perfection. So you may not always eat the best. The nice thing is you always have a fresh start. Or maybe you're not getting as much exercise as you want. The nice thing is there's always a fresh start. Or maybe you haven't been getting as much rest. Or maybe there are days when you're not going to get enough rest. There's always a chance for a fresh start. The nice thing about our daily task is there's always another meal in front of us and always another chance to exercise and always another night coming for us to get some rest and always another opportunity to face what's coming at us, the stressors in our lives, and react differently. All of those are continually renewed opportunities. So today wasn't good? Okay, you start fresh tomorrow. Yesterday wasn't good? Well, today's your fresh start. Every day, a fresh start to rebuild, to move in, in a different way, to move in a way that honors your body and gives your body what it needs. So we're looking for health and thriving and how that pulls your body through your life. The other thing I want to point out is this is all an experiment for finding what's best for you. When you've heard my suggestions and recommendations, test out what works for you. 
I've given some broad guidelines from within. You can do lots of testing. I've done lots of, of experiments to see what's best for me. I've, I've tried vegetarian and, and I know the energy drain that was, and I've tried Mediterranean diets and I tried Weight Watchers years ago. And I found out that the primal or paleo kind of diet plan was the best for me, for me. But you need to find what's best for you, not what is the most fun for you, but the one that fuels your body the best. Your mind, your brain will create what it needs to, to adapt to whatever food you're putting in it. It's a question of how you get used to that. So if you decide to eat in a certain mode, do it because of how it affects your body and how it moves you forward. Does that mean you can't try something else? No, that's experimenting. The same thing with exercise. If you get into a routine and it's not working for you, look for something else that might change it up a bit. Look for something that keeps you moving. The worst thing is trying to drudge through moving your body because you're hating what you're doing. That doesn't work. Find something. Experiment with something. Look for something that works. The same with your sleep pattern. Maybe you've discovered that the, the way I recommend it didn't work at all, so you change it up. There are people who are, uh, are early to bed and others who are night owls. Either one is fine. You find what works for your body, but then you want to build around it. Maybe meditation doesn't work for you when you're trying to de-stress, but you can do breathing or yoga or something else that's going to help you take those pieces away. It's all great. Experimentation is the biggest piece. We have to find what works for our unique mind, our unique soul, and our unique body, how that all comes together to pull you towards the best place. So be open to experimentation. There's so many different life hacking um, pages out there on the on the websites, and there's so much information now, podcasts and, and websites and books and, and all kinds of things to find different ways of experimenting. So Use it as an experiment. My belief is that that's the best thing in life, that life is just a big experiment to see what moves you into more and more of a thriving life. Be sure to use this as a, an opportunity for experimenting. Now, another point I want to make is this is not a, a escaping something in life. Aging is inescapable and death is inescapable. I've had several people say, you know, what's it all matter? You're going to die. I'm going to die. And I, I believe that. We all are going to die. I truly believe that the old stoic philosophy of looking at the fact that your life is short and precious and it's, it's going to end is a good way of making sure that you're doing what's important and focusing on what's important and, and staying away from the, the belief that it all doesn't matter. Aging is inescapable. So the question is, what can you do between now and death? How can you thrive more fully between now and, and when you die? How to live fully, healthfully, and for as long as possible? So that's the interesting thing when I talk with people. They say, you know, why do you do all this to take care of yourself? You're just going to die. And so my first response is, yeah, but when I die may change a bit. And how I die may change a bit. And what I do until I die will change a bit because my body can take me through these other things. It's an, an inescapable fact that we all have a deadline, that at some point something's going to happen to us. That's how our bodies are designed. And so we're not escaping anything. We are perhaps delaying it, but we're also being very intentional about how we move towards that end. And there are lots of things I want to do and get done in my life. My realization when I was sick was my body is what will allow me to get there. If I'm sick and I'm tired and I'm exhausted all the time, I can't thrive until the end. I'm just going to be kind of flopping along waiting for what can happen. So this is not about escaping 
what is uh, the end result for everyone, but it is realizing that how you get there, what happens along the way, how you thrive while you're waiting for that are all greatly affected by how you feel and how your body is going. If you're waking up tired every day and ending the day exhausted with no other energy, there's not much thriving that's going to happen. But if you've done everything you can to take care of yourself, to eat well, to rest well, to exercise well, to de-stress well, then you have the best opportunity for thriving. And that's what we're aiming for. Can we build a thriving life from within the thriving body that you have at your disposal? You don't have somebody else's with different genetics. You have yours. And that's where you come up with that experimentation. And you make sure that you're building all you can uh, to get to that place. Now, some people ask me about supplements. What, what do I do for supplements? I will tell you, I, I realized long ago, I didn't need, need to take daily vitamins. That, that wasn't my thing. Some people may realize with their diet, they really do need to do that. So I've boiled it down to just a couple of things that I do. Uh, one is magnesium. I've done enough research to know that most uh, Western culture people, at least, if not most of, the, of our world, doesn't get enough magnesium, which has a huge effect on our muscles and uh, how our, our heart's working and how our blood vessels uh, recover from blood pressure and, and other stressors. So magnesium is a big piece I take. It also happens to be a part of my need. I can tell that I have a magnesium deficiency for myself because I cramp up. And when I take magnesium, I don't get cramps. So magnesium is a thing I take. I also take vitamin D, knowing that also in the Western world, we don't get enough sunlight. We stay inside a lot. We put on sunscreen and we block the sun rays that convert over to vitamin D. So I take a vitamin D supplement. I also happen to know in my family that we have vitamin D deficiency. So I make sure to try to fill that in. Now, that may be different for you. I'm telling you what is true for me and what research is showing. Also use fish oil. There's a lot of uh, controversial research about whether fish oil is, is good or not, but I do know this. I'm not getting enough of those fish oils in and so just naturally eating. So because of that and because of my concern about mercury levels and other contaminants in fish, I do take fish oil. Uh, and I make sure it's high-grade fish oil that I'm taking in. And the last thing I take is turmeric. It's been de demonstrated that that spice really does make an effect on the cognitive abilities. And you'll notice that there are lots of cultures that have that in their daily diet. Uh, I try to put it in everywhere I can get it. But that's it. My, my supplemental piece that I'm, uh, I try to move towards is magnesium, vitamin D, fish oil, and turmeric. So you experiment and see what works for be best for you and research anything you decide to put in your system to make sure that it's something you need, not just something that somebody else is touting. The other thing I want to point to is the fact that when you're making these changes, it's very important to systemize this. Now, I talked about this in another podcast about the difference between goals and systems or goals and processes, but this is one of those that's so important. If you're trying to change how you're doing your health, you want to make sure you systemize it, which means you put it on automatic. We humans tend to be naturally kind of lazy and, and don't want to think through our routines. And so we want to make sure our routine is naturally in place. If all you've got in your cabinet are Twinkies and potato chips and things like that, and you go to get a snack, that's what's going into your hand. But if you have healthy things of nuts and of, of fruit and vegetables that you can eat and things like that, that's what you'll grab so it depends on which one's in your reach. So systemize it. Make sure that the foods you want to put in you are available to you when you want them. And make sure the foods that you don't want in your system are not available when you're likely just to grab them by habit. That's a system. 
Or how about getting up and running or exercising in the morning? For me, one of the things I do is exercise day. The exercise clothes go beside my bed. So when I get up, that's what I pull on. Then I'm ready to exercise. And there's no more excuse about having to go find those exercise clothes or clothes or anything else. And my running shoes are right at the door. So I'm ready to go. I can go exercise. I can go run. My paddleboard, I usually get ready the day before so that when I get up, I'm ready to go. In other words, I create a system to get me there. My supplements are all in a weekly run of it. So I just pull them out and pop them in my mouth when I'm going and, and I'm ready to go. I try to make sure that I have a system for whatever I'm going to do. Because I know that if I just decide that, you know, tomorrow I'll decide whether I'm going to exercise or not, I won't do it. But if it's in front of me and it's easy to step into, I'll step into it. I know that it's easy to grab the yucky foods for me. And so I put the good stuff in my way so that I'll eat the good stuff just because laziness, sometimes you don't even think about it. I've noticed this over and over with people. When they allow the automatic, they're not even aware. I've had several people who had no idea the kind of processed foods they were putting in themselves until they actually wrote everything down for a week. They just looked at what they were doing and they realized what they were doing because it was on automatic. It wasn't because they were trying to pretend they weren't doing it or they were trying to lie to themselves or anyone else. It's just that on automatic, we do automatic. And our brain likes to be lazy and just kind of go in the groove. So set up what you want to have happen. Uh, One of the things I did is I set up my devices to go on nighttime mode when the sun goes down and to turn off from nighttime mode when the sun goes up. So even the little lighting that it changes uh, is automatic. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to go change the settings. It happens automatically. Uh, And so do the things, set up the things that let you attend to these these pieces of your life that will move you in a thriving way by making them a system. Don't wait for it to just happen naturally. Thriving doesn't happen naturally. Thriving happens because you make a choice to move in that direction and then you systemize it so you fall into that. That that's the automatic, that's the default setting, not the one you have to reach for. So in everything you do, think about how can you make a system around that to move you in that direction. The last thing is I want to put in your hands, you have the choice and responsibility to choose how you're going to live your life. And most people don't act on that choice. You know, they They'll go out to lunch with their friends and say, well, I didn't have any choice about it. That's what the business was doing. And and they don't want to order healthy things because they tend to be a little more expensive. Well, that's a choice you're making. And a lot of researchers and a lot of authors have talked about that being the health tax. You know, if you pay a little bit more for that salad or for the extra serving of vegetables over French fries when you go out, that's a health tax. And you're going to pay that health tax one way or the other. You're either going to pay it to the doctor and for medications or you're going to pay for it with your food. So think about how you're trading those things off and recognize that it's always a choice we have. Every day we are offered an opportunity to start fresh. If you didn't eat well for dinner last night, you have a choice on whether you change that today. If you didn't exercise yesterday, you have a choice. What we often do, though, is we we allow ourselves to be branded by those events, to say, gosh, you know what? I fell off the wagon. Wow, I ate ice cream the other night. I ate cookies the other night. I ate that Twinkie the other night. I just didn't do well. So I might as well just give up on this diet thing. That's an option. Or you can say, well, I didn't do it well then, but I have a fresh start. My body will burn off that stuff, and whatever's in is in, and that's done. The same with exercise. Gosh, you know, I haven't been exercising all these years. Why should I start now? Well, research clearly shows that starting now is far better than not starting at all. And uh, so if you've not been in the habit, 
You can always change it today and change what happens down the future. I've even had this conversation with people who smoke and they say, you know, I've already done the damage to my body. I've been smoking cigarettes for years. I've been smoking uh, and, and the damage is done. Well, research shows how quickly the body recovers when it's given an opportunity. Is damage done to our body? Yes, we every day are doing some kind of damage to our body. That's the wear and tear on the body. But you can either look at that and say, there's nothing I can do, or look at that and say, that's done. Now what can I do? My suggestion, and this is true for a thriving approach in life, is to say, what's done is done. Now I have a choice. Now I have the responsibility. And that means for me, the ability to respond and to move in a different direction. So be sure that as you're moving forward, you begin to work on how you have choices every day on the direction you're going to go. Your health, as much as it's possible, is in your choice and your responsibility. Thrive, build a thriving body so that you have a thriving life. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best for that thriving life in that thriving body. listening to the Thriveology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thriveology.com or at thriveologymagazine.com. Remember that Thriveology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.